Podcast. This is episode three, and today I have the very honor of introducing the creator and owner of Project Love People, a previous SHS president, an incredible motivational speaker, and one of my very dearest friends, Jared Smith. Woo! Okay, and I have another another introduction. Um, I have also the honor of introducing one of our activity coordinators. She's currently crushing our food bowl and one of the most impressive and loving students at SHS, another one of my dearest friends, Riley Smith. Woo! Awesome. <laughs> Alrighty. Okay, so starting off, what is the best advice you have been given this will we'll first go Jared and then we'll go Riley go ahead okay so this is for me what's the best advice I've ever been given yes yeah yes. oh man I feel like that's such a loaded question best advice ever given well um, it could be maybe recently yeah no I think um one of I mean I guess I'd classify it as one of the best I think part of the reason is because it's it seems that it becomes very relevant over and over, no matter what circle or space I'm in. It's like somewhere along the line, this advice comes back up. Um, and it's always that idea of be overdue. Um, and I think the first person that, that helped me kind of learn that um, was, was John Norlin, um, who works with Character Strong. And then Houston Craft is another one that really has enforced that idea, but it's kind of everywhere. Um, and basically that, that advice in and of itself is, is basically saying that we can do a whole lot without actually doing a whole lot. Um, so often, whether it's in school, whether it's jobs, whether it's business, whatever space it's in, we get really caught up checking tasks off our to-do list. Um, we're trying to hustle, we're trying to grind, we're trying to get all of this stuff done. Then all of a sudden you get to the end of it and you're burnt out. You didn't actually make any relationships. You didn't make any connections and you didn't have any fun. So what was the point? Because we put all of our value in the end reward, in the success, in what we're doing, but it's a faulty system because if we never get the reward, then well, everything crumbles. Um, so the flip of that is, is to try to focus more on who we're being, not what we're doing, which is weird because there's not really any like concrete, like this is what to do in order to be something. Yeah. Um, but I think the, the ultimate goal of it is more so to, to be present and to be mindful and focus kind of on that relationship. So as a whole, I think best advice I've ever gotten, I seem to get over and over in my life is be overdue. Yeah, totally. Riley? Wow, well, thanks for having me go after Mr. Public Speaker. Um, <laughs> a, little, a little less eloquently spoken, but uh, I think my favorite advice, because like typically we're really, really hard on ourselves and we're gonna be like, we're gonna be the meanest to ourselves out of anybody else. Um, and so kind of like, if the people around you that you respect are trusting you, then that means that you should probably trust yourself too. Um, and you know, if like your teachers are trusting you if, you, if the sport, if your coach is trusting you, that means you should probably have a little bit more faith in yourself and just like let, allow people to support you um, in your journey. Yeah, that's so good. I love it. Man, you guys are so awesome. I love it. Nice job, you guys. Yeah. Okay, so next we have Family Feud, okay? It's actually Family Feud because you guys are family. Okay, so with Family Feud, it's going to be like, you know, the very end where they do like the rapid fire style. 
Okay. Where we're just going to ask you a bunch of questions. Um, there's going to be 10 of them. Hopefully, it's okay if it's funny, if you guys don't know the answer, but it's great. Then I'll write them down. Chance will ask you the questions. And at the end, I will announce which family member is better at Family Feud. Ah, this is stressful. I didn't know this was going to be stressful. All right, let's do this. It's me when my stress level goes up so I can try to calm down. Yes. It's not stressful. You got to be on your feet. The That's show goes fun. on no matter what. Here we go. So <laughs> Jared is going first, right? So we're going to kick you out of here, Riley, really fast. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Here we go. Because it's going to be fast and I have to type it. Yeah. It's going to be fast. So be oh, ready. Man. Okay. Let me breathe for a second. All right. Steve Harvey, I'm ready. Yeah. Ding, mustache. Okay. Ding, um, mustache. We asked 100 Americans, how much do you tip for good service? Three bucks. Three dollars. Okay. Two. Who was the most popular character on the sitcom Friends? Joey? Is that a character? I think. I don't know. <laughs> Name a liquid in your kitchen that you hope no one ever accidentally drinks. Um, uh, Clorox. <laughs> okay. Name something that breaks down. A car. Okay. What is the first thing most people do in the morning? Brush their teeth. Name a country with a name that starts with the letter A. Antarctica? Da Vinci? Is that a country? <laughs> <laughs> name a name a core. <laughs> come on, focus. Let's go. Come on, focus. Wait, come on, let's do this. Right. Just do it. <laughs> name a chore that people put off because they have work the next day. I'm sweeping the kitchen? I don't know. <laughs> That's actually good. Name an animal some people keep as a pet that you would never allow in your house. A cat. Oh, that's good. Name like a type cats. of bear. Grizzly. Okay. Name a type of building where it always seems to be cold. Movie theater. Okay. Cool. Hey, that is cool. Nice job. We, we have to put back in. Boom. Okay. Riley, it's now we should just do a prank and just not let him back in. No, that's mean. Um, <laughs> here we go. Speed round, and now I know how to pronounce everything, so we're good. Okay, we asked 100 Americans, how much do you tip for good service? 15%. Okay. Who was the most popular character in the sitcom Friends? Ross. Name a liquid in your kitchen that you hope no one ever accidentally drinks. Bleach. Name something that breaks down. People. All over me, what is the first thing most people do in the morning? Stretch. Riley, I love you. Name a country with a name that starts with the letter A. Um. <laughs> I literally can't think of any. I don't. I'm not gonna do that. I'm sorry. Okay. 
we move on? Let's move on. <laughs> Name a chore that people put off because they have work the next day. A chore? Yes. Mopping? Okay. Okay. Name an animal some people keep as a pet that you would never allow in your house. Snake. Name a type of bear. Panda. Name a type of building where it always seems to be cold. SHS. <laughs> we'll put school. We'll put yeah. school. <laughs> okay. Let him back in. Let him back in. So our next segment, I just spoiled it, was unpopular opinions. So I'm going to state an opinion, and it's unpopular. But you're going to have to give in your two cents, whether you agree, disagree, why, or why not. So number one, we have showering at night is better than showering in the morning. Oh, Riley, you look like you're ready to talk. What do you have to say about that one right there? You're ready to go. I full-on support this one okay because when you're in the morning you're kind of groggy and like i don't know about you guys when i wake up i want to start working i just want to get to it and so when you're like take a shower at night you get to wind down have all your shower thoughts at night it's it's just the correct way to do it oh i agree i totally agree i mean I see it, but I also disagree at the same time. I feel like a shower is kind of what starts my day. Like that, like wanting to get out to work, like like that's kind of the moment I can like slow down. You know, I have my morning shower thoughts instead of my night shower thoughts. If you will. Um. Uh, and specifically, like if I'm going somewhere, which we're not, because everyone's inside anyways, but I have short hair. And if you have short hair, when you go to bed, your hair shoots everywhere. So I like to like showering and it's like, oh, it's like, oh, wash your hair under the sink. It's not the same though. You have to take a shower. So I'm, I'm disinterviewed with night showers. I'm, I'm morning shower for life. Morning shower for life? And part of the night shower is I get the difference in hair because when I wash my hair, I want it to dry so that I can like straighten or curl it the next morning. Yeah, I'm with Ryle. <laughs> it has that uh, opposite effect, yeah. Agreed. Agreed here. So maybe the only reason it's an unpopular opinion is because everyone has different hair lengths. Question mark? Maybe. <laughs> I, I got an undercut the other day. I shaved the back of my head. And so I was so surprised with how easy it is to wash, how fast it dries. I, Jared, never complain about your hair. It was so <laughs> easy. Oh my gosh. That's so nice. Okay. Number two. Cats seem more human than dogs. Oh, this is cat. Completely disagree. <laughs> Cats are more human than dogs. I don't buy it at all. I guess part of it depends on the human or the person we're talking about. But in general, I just feel like cats are just so disconnected. Like they don't care. Which for a lot of people, maybe you might have people that represent themselves that maybe they don't care. But at the same time, it's like, it's a like natural human characteristic. Like we want connection and we want relationship. And that's dogs to a T. And maybe I'm biased because I really don't like cats, but I'm just, I, maybe it's just because I'm a dog person. But either way, I feel like, no, cats do not represent, dogs are much more like humans. Yeah. I agree with you, even though, because I hate cats. I do not like cats. But I also don't really like people. And so I think that they're similar because, like, a dog is so, like, 
be happy, happy all the time. And I just don't know if it's true. Like, I think cats, most cats care, but they're not going to show it. And I think that's how most humans are. Hmm. I don't, I don't I think know. It's crazy. I don't know. I feel like, I guess it depends on the personality of the human personality of the pet. Because Jared could attest this, my dog is just wild all the time. He, is he no- ain't nobody like your dog, Janae. Nobody no. like your dog. I don't even know if he's a dog. Like, <laughs> I wonder, like, Loki, is he like wolf? Like, <laughs> a really small wolf. He could. No. Okay. <laughs> okay, we have a couple more. There is no reason to send cards in 2020. It's a waste of trees. Yes. Oh, I, I see. I feel like I disagree with this. I And maybe it just comes from, like, background and the way I was raised and people I was around. But I think there's value in in something handwritten like i think a a card is a way to show that maybe it doesn't have to be a card i guess if we use that word specifically but i think using snail mail which is such a funny which means just sending it in the mail but there's so many people i'm pretty sure it was janea that didn't know what snail mail meant so maybe i made it up or maybe it's just a generation which we're not really from a different generation but maybe it's maybe i'm just old i'm just trying to be funny what it is but i think there's value in it it shows more connection you know i can take 20 seconds to sit down and send a quick text and it can be meaningful there there's reason for connection we're not knocking a digital platform but at the same time i think that for certain people it can mean much much more um when i actually take the time especially to buy a card like i've not have resources in it i've spent the time to think about what i'm gonna write with a card like if you buy a nice card you know you like hallmark like a dollar fifty two bucks like you get one shot so you got to prep that thing out so I think there's some there's some thought behind it. So I don't know. I get the I get the the earth waste and the economic standpoint, but at the same time, you know, there's yeah. some value in it. I, I'm with Jared 100 on this. Oh, uh, we agree. What? Yeah, I, I also I'm like my like if you like taking leadership, you know, like the love languages. My love language is definitely like words. Yeah, same. So like I hold on to that stuff. Like I like having. A, a copy I can like I have a note from when Jared left for college like what was that three or four years ago and I still like I put it in my phone case I like keep it all everywhere you know it's just something just so agree. different than a text or anything now I agree sorry Chance you are outnumbered <laughs> oh I didn't like them just because I felt like they're such a waste of time like getting across con- like I guess my love language is definitely not writing. Or <laughs> so, like, I'd much rather spend quality time with somebody than somebody send me a card. But, yeah. Yeah. You know what, Chance? Okay. I'll take away that card that I have one of my food. I love that. Food. I love that. And Janae, to this day, is still salty about that. Um, that was today. What do you mean, to this day? Yeah. <laughs> I will take it away from you. I will. Yep. No. 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 Thank you from Food Crew at all. Oh man, that hurts. You know, it was well appreciated. It was well appreciated. That is so funny. Okay, we're gonna move on to the advice hotline. So we asked some students, um, these questions might be a little bit more loaded. So if you don't have a complete answer, that's totally fine. That's totally okay. We can edit it out. I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) The first question is from a freshman she said, how do you find the confidence to be a leader? Hmm. Well, you want that one first? You want me to go? Yeah, I, could, I can take this one. All right. 
Well, I mean, I'm going to start with the first thing you learn in leadership, and that's that everyone's a leader because everyone has some influence. Everyone has relations, you know, unless you're locked in your basement and have no communication with the outside world, you, you are a leader. Yeah. Um, and so I think confidence, I think some people think that by influence, you, you got to be up front, you got to be in the light, and you definitely do not need to. Um, you know, you have to have the courage to build relationships, and so I definitely think that takes confidence. Um, but I think one of the best ways to be confident is just pretend you are. Just fake it till you make it, and then you start feeling that confidence. And you know, you just like write out a text, you don't want to send it, you push send anyway, gone, out of your life, you get the response, it's great. So, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, I think that's, I think it's awesome. I think um, in terms of, of building that confidence, specifically when it comes to, you know, what, is, what does confidence mean as a leader? Um, I think one of the biggest things for me is I really work to not view myself as a leader. Um, because at the end of the day, like that idea of leader is just a word. And as soon as you, you know, you use a loaded word like that, because it can mean a lot of different things. And that word can carry a lot of weight. As soon as I feel like I need to lead people, or I am in charge, or I have a team to take care of, whether or not you have that responsibility, as soon as you use that word, like you're building this automatic pressure on yourself. And I think the problem is we then start trying to make decisions or we start trying to do things or act a certain way to be a leader. And then all of a sudden we're trying so hard to like be in that title and be confident and make sure we're doing it the right way that we forget to just do it our, our own way. And just like Riley said, like, I think in some way or another, like everyone is a leader. Um, so for me, the idea of that confidence comes from essentially forgetting that I'm trying to be a leader um, and just finding, you know, what do I truly believe? What do I truly want to do in life? Um, and how do I feel authentically me? And then the more and more and more we tap into that, I think it does two things. One, that it builds confidence, but two, all of a sudden, naturally, we become a leader without actually thinking about it. Um, you know, if you look around the world, a lot of the people we consider, whether it's a social influence or a leader, these people that have massive crowds, it wasn't really because they're working on getting a crowd or trying to do that. It's just they do what they love and they do it really well. Um, so I guess, yeah, confidence in leader in a weird wraparound way to me means to stop thinking about being a leader. Totally, totally. Chance, do you want to ask the second question? The second question? Sorry, I'm just doing all the math over here. It's okay, it's okay. <laughs> Kids is in math class right now. I currently am. Yeah, I'm actually just like doing homework right as you guys are talking. I'm like, yeah, that's super interesting. Um, <laughs> what do you guys think about my social studies subject? Um, let's see. Oh, okay, here we go. This is from a junior from Summer High School. Um, how can I work on empathy daily? Man, um, well, what's up, junior at Summer High School? That's awesome. Um, how can you work on empathy daily? I think, obviously, um, it's a weird question to think about right now. Um, because I think if we look at the definition of empathy, um, doesn't necessarily mean, you know, saying I feel bad for you or even trying to help you. Uh, to me, empathy really means that I understand the storm you're in and I'm going to sit in it with you. Um, I think, you know, a lot of the ideas of help and sympathy, you know, it's kind of like, oh, it's raining outside. Like here, here's an umbrella. Good luck with that. And I walk away. Uh, to me, empathy means more so, oh man, it's raining outside on you right now. I'm going to come sit right next to you and we're going to hold this umbrella together and get through this storm. 
Um, so it's weird when it comes to that definition, right? We think about empathy and I think it really means kind of sitting in the storm together. And obviously we can't physically be together right now um, and for good reason. But I think at the same time, it, it allows that opportunity for daily empathy to seek understanding instead of trying so hard to like give advice or support or help. I think a lot of the time, especially when there's so many people struggling and there's so much pain and anxiety and isolation, whatever it is, whatever we're feeling, a lot of time it's like, oh, well, I want to help. It. I want to fix it. Like, I want to do this for them. Um, and naturally, when we start thinking that way of, oh, I need to fix this, I need to help this, well, we're not really showing empathy because we're not valuing that person as a person. If I need to fix you or I need to help you, it means I'm already viewing you as lower than me. I think the goal to practice that empathy daily literally means, hey, I wanna listen, I wanna understand, and even if I'm not in your shoes, I'm just gonna sit right here with you. Um, and so I think intangible practice, you know, it looks like, you know, a lot of phone calls, a lot of FaceTimes, a lot of text conversations, not to try and help, uh, not to do anything big and crazy, just to say, hey, like, how are you actually doing? Um, and keep that conversation and, and choose to listen. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I 100% agree with that, Jared. I mean, I think the, like, my goal with, like, being, like, an empathetic person is always just to, like, strive to validate people's stories and people's feelings. Um, and, like, I really love Mr. Tiff. He's now retired. He was my advisory teacher last year. And he had a whole new understanding of the word empathy that I really like. And he was talking about how, um, Sometimes we take empathy to mean that you have to understand what they're feeling and why they're feeling that. And that's not true. Because if you only help people when you understand what they're feeling, you're not gonna help anybody. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, yeah, I think that's so fair. Like, I don't, I don't know what it's like to be in your shoes, but yeah. I hear that what has happened has caused you a lot of trouble. And so I'm here to listen. If you want help, I'm here to help. If you reach out for it, I'm here. Um, and just like validate that that's 100% okay, even if I don't understand it. I love that. That's so good, Riley. Okay, last hotline question is from a senior at SHS. What are ways that I can invite positivity into my life despite this, you know, despite everything going on, but especially from a senior, despite their senior year. Raul, you want to take that one first? I answered the last one first. Can you say it again real fast? Yeah. Yeah, what are ways that I can invite positivity into my life despite everything going on? Jared, I'll let you take that one. Yeah, um, absolutely. I think definitely um, a hard, conversation regardless of the weight of it regardless of the situation especially given that circumstance as a senior in high school you're working to this moment since like second grade they tell you what year you're gonna graduate and all of a sudden you get to that year and it's like boom like you're online you're on a computer have fun figure it out um so definitely um i mean what a what a difficult situation to be in and i think for me i really like the way that question is worded first of all and that idea of inviting positivity in um, and I think one of the weird keys in a way, which I mean, maybe it doesn't really answer the question, but to me, I think it makes the most sense is to allow ourselves to feel how we need to feel. Um, because I think a lot of the problem when we discuss the idea of positivity or joy or happiness is it's like, 
oh, well, if I'm a positive person, then I need to be positive all the time. Like, yeah, this is really hard, but I'm not gonna think about it because life is awesome. Oh, I, you know, but this situation like might be bad for me, but some other people have it a lot worse. I'm um, kind of going back to the idea of validating. It's like, we seek so hard to like act like we're okay that we never actually understand and kind of um, really feel the situation we're in. So I think in that terms of that idea of inviting positivity, especially right now, um, even if it's a senior is one, like internalize how you're feeling and allow yourself to feel that way. Cause it is frustrating. Like it is hard. I'm not a senior, but I can't even imagine being in that position. It's, it's hard no matter where you are. And I think the second piece of that is even though we're in this weird space, it's kind of seeking and finding ways to make it yours and to make it enjoyable. So maybe that's a night where you stay up way too long and you might miss a homework assignment, but you watch YouTube all night instead because that makes you happy, yeah. right? And it's those little snapshots um, to me of positivity. And I think that's kind of as a whole is, is one, feeling how you need to feel, but then two, doing things and finding spaces that are gonna make you feel like you again. That's perfect. That's awesome. Riley? I mean, yeah, I... <laughs> I 100% agree with that. I mean, I think the main thing is just like set yourself up for positive things to happen to you. Um, and so like you said, like if you need to take a break, you need to take a break and like pushing yourself isn't going to help that. Um, I think that's something we all need to keep in mind sometimes. Yeah, totally. Awesome. And do we have a winner? We do. Um, so, I got all you guys know. That's some excitement to do. I just want to go over some key things with you guys. So, <laughs> you got me all excited. I know. Question number one: How much do you tip for good service? We had three percent, or three dollars and fifteen percent were the two answers. Three dollars had no points. Fifteen percent had twenty-two. So oh, I didn't think about percentage-wise. Why awful. would you say a certain dollar amount? No I one's going to That's how I. That's how I listened to the question. Dinner and wow, I feel bad for all your waitresses, Jared. Don't worry about me. <laughs> What's the most popular character on the sitcom Friends? Jared said Joey. Riley said Ross, which is kind of ironic, I thought, because they both start with their same first letters. Anyways, <laughs> 17 points for Jared, 16 for Riley. So, Ooh. but technically, Riley's still on top by quite a bit. Name a liquid in your kitchen that you hope no one eventually, or no one ever actually drinks. We had Clorox and bleach. The survey said zero for both. That was not even close. I and mean, people are like, vinegar. Hey, bleach in your kitchen. Yeah, it's I thought this was the sink. Cleaning materials, that's in the kitchen. Huh. Drinks, uh, okay, anyways. I cleaned the bathroom today, yeah, that's why I was on the mud. <laughs> Name something that breaks down, Jared said car, Riley said people. Jared got three, four points. Riley got none, people were not on there. Um, <laughs> What is the first thing most people do in the morning? Um, we had brush teeth and stretch. Brush teeth got seven points. Stretch got none. Um, yeah. Country with a name that starts with the letter A. Jared said Antarctica. <laughs> Sorry to say that it's not a country. I didn't um, think it I was. I said yes. I literally nodded to you. I was like, yeah, you're fun. This is what happens when you go to college, folks. I really did not get anything. Um, name a chore. I'm sorry that being so disappointed, that's Jared. Yeah, no, Slade's, gonna, Slade's not going to be happy with me after he listens to this. I know oh, that. probably not. Uh, name a chore <laughs> that people put off because they have work the next day. We had sweeping the kitchen and mopping. Neither of those got points. Name an animal some people keep as a pet that you would never allow in your house. We had cat and snake. Cat was not on the list. Zero. Snake was top on the list. 37 points. Gosh, but dog was, which was surprising in my personal opinion. 
Name a type of bear. We had grizzly and panda. Grizzly had the top amount of points of 27, panda with 21. And then name a type of building where it always seems to be cold. Cold. Jared said movie theater. Riley said school. School got 14 points. Movie theater didn't get any, which leaves us with the grand totals. Jared got a whole 95 points. Riley got 110. So Riley ended up winning his family feud today. Dang it. I knew it. I knew it. I said that earlier. Like, I was like, I just either let's really win because we can't think of a country that started with A. Honestly, there's exactly. a lot of those questions where I do not think I. Like, I know I technically won, but I still feel like I lost. <laughs> one was Australia, second was Afghanistan, and America actually was on there. So you could have said America. Huh. There you Wait, go. Yeah. Um, but Wait, take, what were the chores that people can't go to work, work after? Um, that was... Let's see. Let's see. What? I was confused. So, take out the trash was number one. Dishes was number two. Vacuum was number three. And then it went laundry and then dusting and then cleaning the bathroom. Just Y'all, that's just excuses. That's not a reason. That's just your reason of not going to work that day. <laughs> Loaded question of the night. If most of what we have learned, servant leadership wise, either from classes or just from motivational speakers or TED Talks or whatever, if that has been essentially based on in-person interaction, then how can we serve and love virtually slash socially distance? Your best answer in 30 seconds, go. I got you guys. Got to think about this. Okay. The best way to uh, be a positive light in someone's life is think about what you want think about what can help other people and just do it you know so like we all know that like it feels a lot better when you got the camera on so just do it damn that was awesome nice job man that was really good so condensed that's like the one thing i'm not good at is condensing <laughs> people know that i talk too much um um again a wraparound answer because that seems to be my thing today is that um, I think one of the most beneficial things you can do is actually not connect with anyone um, and take that time to isolate, especially when it comes to servant leadership. We get so focused on trying to take care of everybody else. We forget to take care of ourselves. Uh, now is a great opportunity to take care of ourselves. That way, when we're back in person or we're back um, with full connections, um, we're prepared and ready to do that. Awesome. Perfect. Thank you. Thanks, everybody, for watching episode three. Please feel free to follow all of our socials. We have Twitter, Instagram, subscribe here on YouTube, follow us on Spotify. We're available at all times. Also, you can email us any questions at the show goes on podcast at gmail.com. Have a great day, you guys. Okay, here we go. It's amazing the time it's taken for you to come out here. I don't know what you're doing there. Only so many ways you can change how light will hit your face Or how you can fix your hair You only got two eyes